0: Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summers in Community, Kailo Summers in Philadelphia. As we mentioned yesterday, Baruch Hashem, we wrapped up Perik Vav. We wrapped up Perik Vav and Evan Shlema. We finished the whole Ganza Perak So we did a Shlemos on the 6th of Evan Shlema. We have about a week left till Shavuos. So we mentioned yesterday, we're going to do like a Shavuos Limud now. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to do like a... Before we launch into the uh, the remaining two programs that we have eventually towards the end, we're going to do um, a Shavuos Limud. And as we've, uh, in the past years, we've seen, like, sections before it's Pesach time of the Maral. And Pesach, Yitzis Mitzrayim, I thought it would be nice to see some Maral on Kabbalah on Shavuos. So we're going to be looking at a, see how far we get. We're going to be starting in a parak here in the middle of the Sefer. Maral is a Sefer, in the same way, you know, Pesach time we learn the Sefer that's called Gvuras Hashem. Gvuras Hashem is all about Yitzis Mitzrayim, formation of Kaleisra as a nation, the maral goes to the Halachas, the agaditas, the insights in the Hashkafa of Pesach, Shibud Mitzrayim, Yitzitz Mitzrayim, the night of Lel, Lel Pesach, the Lel HaSeder, so he has another saver called Tiferes Eres Yisrael. Tif Yisrael is, is a complete saver, the has, and it's all about the Torah. It's about the Torah, what the Torah is, and our relationship with the Torah, our connection with the Torah, Kabbalah's HaTorah, what the Torah does for us, what it does for the world, etc. Every aspect that there is to discuss under that umbrella of Torah, the Torah HaKadoshah, that's Tiferes the safer is dedicated to the topic of Torah Hakadoisha. So every parak is like a different theme, every parak is a different nuance within what Torah is, what Torah does, when Torah was given, when it wasn't given, to whom it was given, etc. Lots and lots and st- lots of stuff going on. So we're going to be taking one parak here in the middle, parak chavav, parak chavav, where the Maral is going to go through an interesting uh, discussion over here, which is in ter- the where of Kabbalah, where it happened. He's going to be discussing why the Torah was given of all places in. Desert? A desert, that's right. A desert, with one S. Why was the Torah given in a desert of all places? Like, we would think, you want to give the Torah? I don't know, go to Yerushalayim, give it to give the Torah in Somerton, Philadelphia, give the Torah in Denver, Colorado. A lot of places you could give the Torah, right? And... and, and uh, Herbais, many, many, many places the Torah could have given, been given, and of all places, you know, the single most important event in all of world history, which is Hashem giving the Aseret Yemei the Ten Commandments, to Moshe to give to Klal Yisrael, the Torah given, being given with the Kodesh and the Brakham, the thunder and the lightning, was given in the, like in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, a desolate, barren, uninhabited area. What, what's the shot that the Torah was given in the desert? So that's what the Ma'aral gets into here in Perech um, let, HaVav. Let's see. You know, we're going to do this for the next week, from today, up until um, Shavuot. We'll see how far we get. Says the Ma'ra. K'var Bar Lamalo. We've explained earlier in the Sefer, Shavana Torah, Eina the date, the timing of Kabbalah was certainly not coincidental. The date that the Torah was given, was carefully selected, that's in the previous parak. The, the the is going through the omer the count, and the day of Sivan, and the day of the week, right, the Torah originally was given on Shabbos Kodesh, good, so that the maral was explained that in previous Prakim, that the timing of when the Torah was given that, that has very specific timing, I'm sorry, kach, the same way when the Torah was given, it was on Shabbos on, and it, the original, originally the Torah, by the way, was not. I mean, this is one of the things that Gemara goes through as well. But, you know, the, the, the Torah, the original Svirus Oimer count had forty-nine days, and then the fiftieth day, and then the Torah was given on the fifty-first day. Amol, right? Moisha added an extra day. Gemara goes through that. It was given 51 days, not 50 days, on the if the, of the 6th or the 7th of Sivan. That's, the, that's the, what the Machlechus is. But everybody agrees it was given 51 days after they left, not 50 days. And everyone agrees it was given on Shabbos. Then the Maharal goes through that earlier. So this is the same way the time and the date and the day, of the week was carefully selected and pinpointed to be the most appropriate hour and timing that the Torah comes down from Shemaim. so too, torah So too, the location, in terms of where the Torah comes down to this world, where the Torah is given to Kleistrol is also certainly, says the Maral, far from a coincidence. Wherever the Torah was given, that means that was the region, the area, the location that was carefully selected by the boyre to be the right place where the Torah comes in. Says the Maral, Zman and Makam, timing and placing, the time and the place, is inndi goes hand in hand. two, two, two uh, factors that work together that have to complement each other. Where something happens and when something happens are, are like two sides of one coin and, and events. Cosmic events, cosmic events are, are um, determined and shaped by the when and the where, the when and the where. The timing that they occurred during and the, the spatial location that they happen during. There's different said let's say that differently. Different kaich is going on at different times. There's different different times and days of the week and days of the calendar and hours of the day are auspicious for different things. There's different things going on in, in terms of where the when when Regarding what's coming down from heaven in terms of the where also different areas, different regions, different locations in this world are auspicious for different things. So there's a link between this world and the spiritual realm that governs this world that is determined in shape by timing, and there's a link between this world and the spiritual world that's determined by placements. That's what the my realm means. Kasha as those who understand things understand, and he means the right? Mevinim means the people who know Kabbalah will tell you. Yes, it's this idea. We're, we're giving that over in terms that we're able to uh, you know, make it approachable for us. That that um, in terms of the, the ongoing, the links and the, 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 the connections between. Our world down here, and the upper world, the upper realms, the spiritual ones. So those links are determined and shaped, both in timing and placing what 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 uh, that link looks like. Okay, everybody got that? Uva medrash. So I was just saying. So therefore, it behooves us to now explore the wa- the where, the where. Clearly, something about Torah coming down into this world has to be done in the desert. It's got to be done in the desert. That's the right place for that. Uva medrash. The medrash says like this. Medrash also addresses the idea. That the the the, the, the tire was given in a barren, desolate place. Medrash says, quotes a Pasuk in here the the um, it will be lifted up in the desert, and the cities and the and the courtyards will be abandoned, will be abandoned, and those who dwell the rack dwellers, you know, nomads will be praising Hashem. So, says the Medrash, this plastic is referring to the fact that the term was given in Midbar Sinai, Sinai Desert, and it compares it to the following mushle, the following parable. Lanazi, <inaudible> we're talking about a dignitary. Shaniq Naslam <inaudible> the president comes to visit a, a, a countryside, comes to visit his subjects. Vero <inaudible> Aisai Beneha the country, his, his, his subjects. The constituents over there get word that he's coming. They see that he's coming in with his entourage. They panic. They panic. They flee. The king's coming. The president is coming. They, they flee. Out of fright and fear. Nichnas goes into another city. They panic over there. They flee over there as well. Next step the president, the dignitary, the officer. He goes into an abandoned city, a desolate city. So let's try this place out, a ghost town. It goes into a ghost town. Place is run down. The cod there, whoever's left behind in this ghost town, this desolate area, they come out and greet him. They don't run away. They don't bolt and panic. The, whoever's left in this very desolate, barren area, they come out and greet him. And they come out and they, they praise him. They don't run away, they come out and praise him. This city, I I like this place. I click here more so than all the other provinces and cities that i visited. Here, in this rundown, derelict city, this is where I want to establish my palace, my throne. This is where I'm going to plant myself. Period. So this is an analogy over here. This, this, This dignitary officer, official, king, president... Everywhere he goes, they're running away from him. The one place that they don't run away is the place that's a derelict, abandoned, run-down city. That's where they faker, they come out to greet him, and he says, okay, this is, this is the right place for me. Here I'm going to establish myself. So this is going to be a comparison, an analogy to understanding why the desert was selected as the place for Hashem to give the Torah, to do, to do matan Torah. Let's see. So too, Kishabah Kodesh Baruch Oliyam. The Rebbein Sholeilam arrived by the Yamsov. says, Hashem came. He Hashem um, nuchem be Mitzrayim. Hashem himself. Hashem yilochem lochem. b'atem taharishen. By kriyas Yamsov, Hashem came. The, the himself itself, the Rebbein Shem came to wage war against the Egyptians. What happened? What happened? Baruchem of the sea fled. The sea bolted. The ocean, the Red Sea. Shenemer hayom rovayonus. Puzzig says that the sea saw HaKadosh Baruch when it fled, ran away. That's the parting of the seas. <speaking in> Horim. <Hebrew> Hashem came to the mountains, the mountains fled. Raktu <speaking> Cha'elim. <in Hebrew> they were dancing like like, um, goats, hopping and prancing around. The Medishan understands that means they were fleeing also. Mountains fled from HaKadosh Baruch. The sea ran away, the mountains ran away. Bola Midbar Chareva. Rigbanishim comes to a desolate, barren desert. Kidmu That's where they come out to greet Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This is like the puzzle that we quoted originally. the the dwellers, dwellers is the one that come out. Those who are there in the desolate area, area they're the ones that came out to greet the king. They didn't run away. so the says, This desert is the best place for me. Here's where I'm going to build up my palace. Here's where I'm going to dwell. When the rock dwellers, the desert dwellers heard this, they began to rejoice, as says that those who live in the desert and the desolate areas uh, rejoice. Period. Okay, Adkan, that's the end of the Medrash. Very interesting Medrash. We've got to figure out how to translate this, what the Medrash wants. We've got to decipher this Medrash. Right? The Medrash is clear that... that um, there's a king, and the king is being likened to Barhu. that you go to populated areas, areas where there's something going on. There's a tendency for there to be a frighten a, a fleet a, 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 a flight, frightened flight from the dignitary. The desolate areas where whoever's left over there, whoever's hanging on this desolate, derelict, rundown area, they come out to greet the king. The king says, "This is the right place, and this is the indicator. This is where I should be." And so too, that's how Kodesh Baruch with the Torah. This is the right place for me to plant myself, park myself, give the Torah to Klaios. So obviously, this message, like you said, needs to be deciphered. What does it mean? These populated areas are running away. And what? How do we translate that into all the other areas being rejected for Kabbalah Satora, and 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 the desert being the favorable place for Kabbalah Satora, where there isn't where isn't there isn't flight and fright. So Hine says the Mara's. So now the Maral is going to begin to to pull this apart for us. This Medrash clearly come to explain to us why it is that the desert of all places was the appropriate place, appropriate place for the Torah to be given. What Chazal are getting at over here, what, 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 they, are, what, they, what they are what their intention is. Their Kavana in the Medrash is The Ocean and the Jordan River, which, again, with the psukim that we're quoting here in Halal, <speaking in Hebrew> So, um, the, 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 the oceans and the rivers are bolting, running away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why is that? When Hashem comes, the closer Hashem gets, the further they run away. They're repelled. says the Ma'aral, the understanding behind that is, they are chham, they are earthly earthly items, earthly corporeal items. Shigadelimboy, Hanivraim Acharim, Visham Mish They are very earthly, very fertile, earthly areas which which um, produce life. Oceans, rivers are teeming with life. They're fertile areas where where, where life can find habitats. Okay, and so we start polluting them. They are areas which are breeding and spawning places for life. Chamri, they're chumri, which means chamri goes hand in hand. Chamri means earthly, but part of, earthly means it, it, life flourishes over there. More something is earthly. Earthly is about uh, you know. Loisayu the Sara. it's about it's about. Um, Shirtsu um, Baaretz, we tell the, the creepy crawlies spawn and, 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 and reproduce and fill up the land. So, uh, something that is chamri, that is earthly, goes hand in hand, synonymous with lively. If it's earthly, it's lively, it gives rise to life, it spawns life, and that's the oceans and the rivers. Go, to the, go down to the river. Go down to the river, right? What do you hear at night in the river? To go to the riverbanks. Uh, Who grew up next to a river? Who grew up in a river? You hear the waves splashing. You hear the waves splashing, okay, but also you hear frogs, you hear crickets, you hear little splish splashing, you hear, the, you hear um, tadpoles, you hear fish. It's teeming with life. You go just look at a river, uh, you know, a healthy, healthy river, you, you see life. So it says the my the the items that are fleeing from Hakadosh Baruch who are there in Halal, are Khamri, very very earthly and, and that goes that's synonymous with being lively ulafikach. So why do they bolt? Why do they panic? Why do they run away from the Rebbeinu Shlom? What, what does that mean? Um, they run away when Hashem comes. Ulafikach kim v'amida im Hashem shu nivdo men ha There is a natural repulsion over there. A natural repulsion. They are two opposites. The more lively something is, the more it's going to be opposed and opposite to HaKadosh Baruch Baruchu. That's a fascinating thought. We would have thought the opposite. We would have thought, what do you mean? Hashem is the giver of life. Hashem is the Atamachaya is Kulam. So the more lively something is, the more it's like the Rebaisham, maybe. But on the other hand, it also makes it more dissimilar to HaKadosh Baruch Baruchu. Because <coughs> what, what, what life are we talking about? What's this life that we find in the rivers? What's this life that we find in the oceans? This is earthly life. Earthly life. The more life there is, the more earthly life there is. The more earthly life there is, the more earth there is. The more earth, more Khamri. And the Rebbe Yisholem is the polar opposite of all matters Khamri. The Kaddish who is not earthly, is not corporeal, is not physical. The Kaddish who is completely holy, Kaddish, and elevated, and spiritual, and completely removed from all matters earthly. It was a whole ASIC, a whole to-do. How the spiritual can, can create the, the physical, a whole esek, a whole to do, a whole ruckus that makes when Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who has nothing to do with earthliness, who has no aspect of earthliness, goes out and creates earthliness. Like how does that work? Even how does the Yeshua do that? Yeah, it's a very complicated thing. We had that in the beginning of Derech Hashem, and that can even get off the ground, so to speak. Has the ground get off the ground, right? But that yields an axiom over here. The more grounded something is, the more earthly something is, the more distant it is from the Rebayin island. Yes? More distant it is. So says the Marau, this idea of all these items running away from the Rebayin Sholeilam, the oceans and the rivers, because they produce life. They produce earthly life. They're very distant from Hashem. Everybody got that? Sure. Too early in the morning for, for these ideas? Right? These are deep ideas from the Mara, yes? the deep. What? The deep depths of the day. So let's go on. Let's go on. There's plenty of coffee if anyone needs. Um, that's why the ocean. That's very good. Good idea. The uh, the ocean. Don't take don't take coffee. We have the plenty. Of, you get your own coffee. So it says. The ocean saw and fled. The the river. The Jordan River flipped over. Turned around. Bolted and ran the other way. Ran 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 the wrong way when the rebuy and shalom came. They, they 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 were just. It's like you know the, the, when when you have that positive pole of the magnet and you you approach the the the, the um you know the other positive pole. There's just a complete repulsion. Forget about the magnetic things, right, because that's that's the wrong muscle. Forget about that, Rabbi. say, so, so delete that please from the. Um, uh, Everyone out there in WhatsApp land, they're opposites attract. We're not talking about magnets, right? But 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 the idea of like anyone that's played with very strong magnets, you see how things just like push each other away. That's the idea that we're trying to take away from the world of 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 of, uh, electromagnetism. these items just can't... If HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes and reveals himself, they just get pushed out of the way. They get repelled. They get repelled because there's more Rebaishim, means less room for is and, and these are, are, are teeming with earthliness. These are earthly earthlinesses. Yes. Um, so they get pushed back. Avol, what's the only area here that when the Rebaishim comes, it doesn't get repelled. It has to be something that is the least chamri, the least physical, of the physical world. The least earthly of earthliness. What's that? Avaham Midbar, that's the desert. Khamri. The desert is is, is the close you can get to a region, an area here, which is has no earthliness to it. Shari Khamri. What's going on in the desert? What earthliness is there in the desert? What's in the desert? That's right, not much going on over there. there, there there's no what, 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 again, what makes the earth earth is its fertility, is its life forms, is its reproductive capabilities, right? Soil, fertile soil, Think vegetation growing, species, life, reproducing itself, habitats, that's what Chumri is all about, that's what this earth is all about. But there are the regions, pocket regions over here, which are, are just not... Um, um, are not um, inhabitable and do not are not favorable to life and the soil is shvach is, is and the weather conditions are terrible and there's no water and then nothing grows there nothing lives there that's a desert the desert is the absence of, of chamrius. the ein and nothing lives over there Rakhi Shamitz desolate and abandoned El Hamidbar that's why the the Midbar is Dafka where there is this simcha, this this um, this rejoicing uh, and, uh, uh, and and being the appropriate place for the Torah. el This is my route the fascinating idea. The less life, the less is. the less physicality, thus earthliness. The less earthliness, the less that's in the way of a region being able to reunite with the Rebbein Shalom, being naturally able to reconnect with Hashem. Meaning, although the purpose of this world, earthliness, is to sprout and produce and spawn life, at the end of the day, there's much more in the way. If I want to draw something back, reconnect any part, any any aspect of this existence with Hashem, there's more in the way. There's more in the way, because every aspect of what makes this... Vibrant and alive is another aspect that distances it from Hashem. The more something is desolate and dead, the less it's in the way of it being connected with Hashem. Everybody following that? Everybody got that? The Sarmakdoishim actually, the Sarmakdoishim say, in a certain sense, racks are are closer to Hashem. A rack is closer to Hashem, and that what? It's simple simple it's, there's no moving parts there's no action there there's no life there's no variety there's nothing you can do with it it's simple and simplified and dull and boring it's closer to the rebinishalalim in that there's less of a earthly identity that it has assumed the more something takes on you know an identity in an earthly sense that it reproduces it sprouts it grows it has Habitats, it has, it, it, it is a habitat, it, it, it has life, it has a flavor, a taste, smell, etc. The more complicated it gets, the more varied it gets, the more it, distant it gets from the Rebbein Because all these things are aspects of physicality which are which are, in opposition to Hashem. And that's a very interesting kind of paradox of existence. We know that existence exists for us to bring everything back. Sure, the coffee is here for us to make the shahakul. And put godliness into the coffee, but the coffee starts off as being more distant from Hashem. Look what goes into a cup of coffee. I mean, the, the color, and the and the the aroma, and the chemical properties, and the temperature, and the effects that it has, the balance of the, the and the bouquet, all these different aspects that it has. Each one is another degree of being distanced from the Rebbein shalem. The Rebbein shalem is, 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 is removed from all this, is spiritual, unified, and nothing to do with physical. The less physical something gets, the less it, 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 it has an identity down here, the closer it is to HaKash A rock that has no scent, no taste, no, the colors are drab and boring, has no life, doesn't produce life, is close to the Rebbe So if a region, which is all rock, a desert, i.e. a desert, where there's absolutely no life at all, nothing going on at all, that is going to be the closest thing to HaKarosh Baruch And again, what the K'neish of the, the, the Maral is going for over here, is that there's much less in the way. If you want to reconnect with the Rebbe you want to come back to Hashem, there's less barriers, less mechitzas, less resistance when you are in a desolate, desert, deserted area. Less, there's less in the way. Therefore, this is a region that's more, more um, receptive and and um, more naturally set up to connect with Hashem, to receive from Hashem. That's why the desert is so elated. This is the place where the Torah is going to be given. This is the correct place for the Torah to be given because it is, there's less in the way. There's less in the way. Less mechitzas, less barriers. Less it has to be worked worked through and worked at. Therefore, the Torah, which is pure intellect, pure Ruchnius, pure wisdom, something that is not earthly, not corporeal, not physical. Is wisdom is seichal, The Rebbeinsham's wisdom, the Seichel, is given in the desert. The desert is the right place too. Because why? We want to bring Hashem's wisdom down here. We want to do it in a place that is, A, as receptive as possible, can be the best receptacle as possible, and there's the least resistance possible so it can come down in its purest form. That is a desert. The desert is removed, is absent from all matters that are physical. In that there are no, again, there's no physical properties, there's no life, no color, no no, um, Smell. smell no taste, no nothing, no nothing. There's nothing in the way. The right place, the appropriate place, the best place for the Torah to come down to this world is the desert, there's the least resistance. Least resistance. Fascinating idea. And obviously, you know, we're, we'll stop over here. This is the end of this paragraph. We'll continue tomorrow. But but obviously that yields a, another idea. We'll see that, that, that there's two things. There's a latent paradox within Torah. The Torah obviously has to be given over. We have to bring Torah into the realm of the physical as possible. Once the Torah comes down, but the Torah is pure spiritual, pure intellect, pure wisdom. And it is there to come into the physical, but the entry point, the grounding point, has to be a place which is most like Torah. And for us, the, the, the Gemara says that who is the Ben Torah who is capable of receiving the Torah? Someone who makes himself like a desert. We'll get there. You've got to make yourself like a desert. If you want to have Kabbalah Torah, you have to make yourself the least resistant, resistant to Torah. I mean, we have to try to also purge ourselves as much as possible from physical pulls and physical uh, 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 the allures of the physical. Chazal say you have to make yourself a midbar like a midbar, and um, and um, then we can also be our own personal microcosmically for our own personal kabbalah. We'll continue with this midrashim tomorrow. Here's some